Hello, and welcome to the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast. This is episode maybe 179, maybe 180. I'm not sure. I'll clear it up before I post it to the podcasting app so it will have the correct number on there. So I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn. If you are looking for strategies to live a naturally healthy life, you are in the right place. Today, we are going to talk about I don't have time and all of the other excuses that we give. Um, I noticed there was a outpouring of the creativity the mind can come up for why we can't make these changes, why we can't just eat the stuff that doesn't make us sick um, over the holiday season. I just saw all the excuses come up, not only for potential clients, but definitely for my current clients. So we're going to talk about that. I think that's a great way to start 2023. Let's start 2023 just putting those old stories aside, let them be, leave them in 2022. I'm not going to use this anymore. And the recognition that we have the agency, we always have the agency to make these changes. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get started, I always want to mention that if you are on medications for your type 2 diabetes, please be very careful if you are making the changes that I recommend during these podcasts. The way you are medicated right now is due to the way you have previously eaten. If you change the way you eat, you're going to need to change the meds you're on. You need to watch your blood sugars carefully. You need to have a tight conversation or a tight uh, avenue of conversation with your doctor's office so that you can call them when your sugars are starting to get lower than you've seen them and you can get recommendations from them about what to do with your medications. The medications that you are being given for your blood sugars can make you very sick if you start to make those dietary changes. And it's very, very important that you don't get yourself into a place that you can't treat at home and you have to go to the hospital. That is not living an actually healthy life, right? So make sure you've had a conversation with your physician that you are going to make these dietary changes and that they understand um, that you are going to be calling them with blood sugars and you want to start working on coming out there, your meds. So they'll have a plan for you. Okay. If you are on medications, please be very careful as you start to make these dietary changes. I also want to let you know, stay in touch. So a couple of ways to stay in touch with me. One, follow me on Instagram, follow me on social media, Delane MD. It's very simple, Delane MD. You can find me on both of those platforms at Delane MD. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, Delane MD. I am broadcasting the podcast recordings live on the YouTube channel. I go live in the week. Usually it's Wednesday mornings, but it's Thursday afternoon. Uh, the holidays still have me off a little bit. Um, but find uh, those areas. You can One, you get access to these uh, podcasts earlier. And two, you can interact with me. You can ask questions live in real time. You can also um, join on uh, Facebook. You can join the Reversing Diabetes at Delane MD group. And on social media or on Instagram, you can also send me messages. You can interact with me. That's where I usually will post when I'm doing a free uh, free seminar, the five-day session. Um, All of those are going to be on those social media platforms. So follow me at DelaneMD there. Lastly, leave me a rating and a review. If you're finding this podcast helpful, recognize that the algorithm for the podcast apps are such that if you leave the more ratings, the more reviews that you have, the more people will see this podcast. It will get presented to more people. So please leave me a review. Lastly, I want to just touch base about the recent five-day session that I had. I got a, um, I think it was a direct message on um, Instagram or Facebook, but either way, 
uh, somebody's feedback on the five-day session. The five-day session was great. Thank you so much. It gave me much more info and motivation to keep moving forward. I'm currently down 38 pounds. My A1C in December went down from 6.2 to 6.0, and I'm not getting any blood sugar readings higher than 120. I still have work to do as I'm not under 100 very often, but I am encouraged that at least it does occur sometimes now. Thank you again. I plan to continue to follow your podcast as long as you're making them. And I have already recommended you to my friends. My doctor is also happy with my progress. So those are the results that you can get. That was literally a five-day session, guys. That was a five days of doing this work. And they already started to see drops in their blood sugars, fasting blood sugars dropping below 100. It's truly that easy to start collecting better biology. So let's dig in. I don't want to get too preachy here, but I might sound a little preachy. So bear with me. I know again that you guys, we've had this, you know, I've done a podcast, an entire podcast about the, I don't have time. This is one, again, this is something along with other, um, just thoughts that our brain gives us creative reasons to not do the damn thing that our brain has given us. Okay. So again, potential clients, actual clients over the holidays, we're bringing this up frequently. We all have the experience of getting tied up with overwhelm and the belief that there's a lack of time, but do understand it is an optional thought. It is a thought and all of our thoughts are optional. Okay. And what I want you to see is that there are 24 hours in a day. And there's 24 hours in a day for everybody. That is a universal experience on this earth. There are 24 hours a day for every human being on this earth. Many of them do not have the thought, I don't have time to take care of my diabetes. People, Many people with diabetes don't have any thoughts about time. Many people with diabetes don't have any interest in fixing their diabetes or undoing it. They'd rather take meds and that's fine too. There are many people in the world who are high achievers and do not run around with a thought in their head that they don't have time to take care of themselves or to take care of the things they need to do. Okay. When we have the thought, I don't have time to take care of my diabetes. We feel maybe um, helpless or like there's no point, like there's futility to even try. We feel overwhelmed. We feel stressed. We feel anxious. Okay. From that overwhelm or whatever the feeling, figure out what it is. When you're telling yourself there's 24 hours a day and I ain't got time to take care of my diabetes. I ain't got time to pack a lunch. I don't have time to cook dinner. I don't have time to make something healthy. When you have that thought, what feeling comes in your body? Most of us are almost like frustrated. There's almost this irritated. I ain't got time for that. Okay. And from that irritation or that frustration, or even maybe overwhelm, we avoid things. That is what we do as human beings when we feel those feelings. Nobody is out there saving children from a burning building because they feel irritated. That's not happening. No inspired action comes from feeling irritated or frustrated or overwhelmed. Okay. Nothing great in life is happening from those things. It's not that we don't get things done necessarily. I would offer that, you know, sometimes we feel frustrated and we put that aside or carry it with us and continue to do the things that we do. It's not like it goes away, but do understand the inspired work doesn't come from those feelings, from those overwhelm, from the frustration, from the irritation. From the overwhelm, the frustration and irritation, we tend to avoid the things that we know we should be doing. We don't plan for the foods. We eat foods that make us sick. We know that these foods make us sick and we're irritated and we keep eating them even though we know they make us sick. We overeat. 
We don't check our blood sugars. All of those are things that we as humans do from feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, or irritated. And the result that we get from that is that we didn't use the time that we did have, right? Like the thought is I don't have time to take care of it. The reality, the result that comes from that thought is that we don't use the time that we do have to take care of our diabetes. So there are so many thoughts and we want to call them excuses. And I think that's harsh because we've been told not to use excuses or don't give me an excuse. I've probably heard that no less than a million times from my mother growing up. Don't give me your excuses, right? I don't know that. I mean, they're excuses. That's what they are. But the negative connotation that comes with excuses make us feel a lot of times um, harsh on ourselves. And I don't know that that's beneficial, but there are many different thoughts like this that we as human beings have. There's no time. I don't know how I just can't do that today, or I can't live without X food, or I shouldn't have to do it. Or then there's the excuses or the the thoughts about, well, my kids don't want to eat the way that I need to eat, or my husband doesn't like that food, or my family expects me to do X, Y, or Z. All of these are thoughts and they're optional, all of them. And I have thoughts, I have thoughts that serve me. And I will offer to you about the kids and the spouse and the families, but understand all of these thoughts that run through our brain is a fight to hold on to us, keeping being stuck where we are at. They are an argument to keep us from fixing the problem that we so desperately want to fix. I think it's very interesting how hard we fight sometimes to keep ourselves stuck. I hear this from people when they realize like, oh, they can't eat apples. Apples will make their blood sugars go up. And they get very frustrated with that. And they're like, oh, I guess I won't eat anything. I guess I'll just eat cardboard. I guess I'll just eat, you know, sawdust. That's the other thing that I hear. I guess I just won't eat anything. And I'm offering them, of course, that cardboard and sawdust are probably really high in carbs and you shouldn't probably eat them. But it's like our brain automatically goes from, I can't have this food. So I guess I'll just suffer and never eat anything. It's like, it's fighting to keep us stuck in this place where we're sick. So recognize that our brain is creative. We talked about this. Um, I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago. Um, when I was talking about, um, keeping our word to ourselves, our brain is incredibly creative and bringing up reasons that keep us where we are. I don't even want to use the word stuck, but it keeps us in a zone of comfort. Our brain wants to keep us comfortable. And when we are type two diabetic, comfortable looks like eating the foods that made us sick. And our brain desperately wants to keep us comfortable, not from a place of our brain wants to off us an early death, but our brain just wants to make life a little easy for us. Just wants to make it easy. And what you've always done is really easy. We know how to do that. That's what your brain is doing. And that's why it's so creative and persistent in bringing up excuses and thoughts that keep us doing the same thing. So what if we were able to look at these thoughts that our brain brings up to us and realize that they are thoughts and they are optional? Okay. How would your day be different if you were able to see like, oh, that's just a thought and it's optional. I don't need to think that. What if you could put it all aside? What if you could stop looking at it as there's no time, right? Or start, you know, we pour our resources into creating more time. 
And what I want to offer to you in all of these scenarios, there doesn't need to be any more time. You literally just need to not put food into your mouth that makes you sick. And that is time free. There's like no time investment in just not doing that. Okay. So what if you could stop looking for more time? Stop spending your resources looking for more time. Stop spending your resources looking for a different way so you know how to do it. Literally, you don't need to know anything other than ho-hos and ding-dongs and pizza are a problem. Okay. I used the example of an apple. And yes, we know that the apples can have too many carbohydrates and the carbohydrates will set your sugars high. And those sugars that are high will set off insulin response and keep you insulin resistant as you're reversing your insulin resistance. But I'm going to say this again. I'm going to say it loud and proud. And this is for everybody out there. Nobody got diabetic because of their apple problem. That is not what did it. Apples are not the problem. So don't, you don't need to look for a different way. You really just need to avoid the foods that you know make you sick. Pizza, fries, breads, tortillas, chips, candies, muffins, donuts, all of those things. Ho-hos, ding-dongs, all of the things, okay? Those are the things that make you sick with type 2 diabetes. You don't need to know a different way. You know that already, okay? So you don't need to write like, I can't do it or I can't live without X food. You don't need to look for a different low-carb, keto-friendly bread or other treat. You don't need to go looking for that. You literally just need to not put foods that make you sick into your mouth. I would offer that those keto-friendly or those low-carb breads are probably not going to get you what you hope they would. They aren't going to reverse your diabetes because of how they're made. Um, so recognize like, I can't live without that. I always offer you, of course you can live without it. 10,000 years ago, we populated the earth living without bread. Okay. That was not a regular part of our diet because it wasn't available to us. Okay. Of course we can live without it. The other one, I shouldn't have to. And then this comes from, I look at everybody else. So instead of putting my time and energy into being frustrated with, I shouldn't have to's. Stop looking at others and seeing what they're eating and telling yourself that they're healthy because there's no way you twist it. People who are eating Jolly Ranchers and M&Ms and Twizzlers and all of the junk food, it does not make them healthy. Whether or not they have insulin resistance, whether or not they have diabetes, they are not healthy because they are eating those foods. They may have gotten lucky up to this point, but I will tell you that food does not align with their biology and there will be a price to pay at some point in their lives too. They can't do it either. And the statistics show that. So when you're giving yourself the thought, I need, you know, my, my kids won't eat this way. My, my spouse won't eat this way. My family expects me to bring X, Y, and Z dish. Again, your kids and your spouse and your family can eat whatever they want. You just need to not put food in your mouth that makes you sick. And those are separate experiences. You do not have to eat what your kids are eating. And I will also offer the thought that I'm going to offer that I was talking about a a few minutes ago, the thought that I'm going to offer you, and it will seem harsh, but I really want you to take it. I mean it in the most loving way. I really, truly do. Telling yourself that you can't fix your health because of how your kids or your spouse or your family eats. Let me tell you. Your kids and your spouse and your family do not want to be the reason that you have type 2 diabetes. They really, really don't. It's not their responsibility to eat differently. 
It's our responsibility. It's the people who have type 2 diabetes responsibility to eat differently. My children eat food that I would never put in my mouth ever. And do I think it's healthy? No. Have I set a really great example for how to eat healthy? Yes. If they're ever interested in it, they know how to do it because I've shown them a lifetime of that. But it's not my responsibility to force them to eat the way I eat. It is my responsibility to take care of how I eat. That's my job. It's not their job to make it easier on me. And it's not their job to do anything different. And it's not their responsibility when I eat something that doesn't align with my health. So I mean that really in the most loving place, but really from taking the agency over your health back, it's yours. It is our responsibility to make those changes. But we really need to stop looking, like stop investing time and energy and resources. Remember the time that we don't have, we're investing that and looking for a different way and looking for some keto-friendly treat and looking for other people who can eat junk and I can't and looking for other meals that my kids eat, that I can eat, that my spouse will eat, that my family will eat. All of those things, just stop. It's really so much simpler than that. You just need to not put food in your mouth that makes you sick. If I serve my kids chicken and rice and corn, my responsibility is to not put the rice in my mouth. That's it. And so that leads us down to where really where coaching comes in. Okay. Coaching comes in because you have a thought in your brain that you like the rice, that you want the rice, that the meal is complete with the rice. All of those thoughts lead to desire for the rice. And when you have that desire and you don't meet it with the rice, you have a lot of discomfort. Do understand this happens because of the way the amount of carbohydrates, the intensity of carbohydrates in these foods that we crave. Nobody's losing their marbles and eating like, oh God, I can't believe that I can't have the cottage cheese. I want the cottage cheese so bad. Nobody's losing their marbles over the cottage cheese. This happens with potatoes. This happens with rice. This happens with chips. This happens with crackers. This happens with um, uh, rolls at dinner, right? These are the things that we have a hard time that our brain's like, oh, it's so hard to let go of that. And that we believe we need to find some way to fix that, right? It's the same as I need to fix the time issue. You just need to not eat that food. But do understand the reason it's so uncomfortable and the reason the desire is so high for that food is because your brain releases an unnatural amount. Your brain was never developed to manage high carbohydrates that come in breads, the high amount of carbohydrates that come in a large serving of mashed potatoes, the high amount of carbohydrates that come in a large serving of rice the high amount of carbohydrates that come in candies and chocolates and ice creams and cakes and muffins and croissants. There is no natural precedent for those foods the way that we eat them today. And because of that, what ends up happening is you get a huge surge of dopamine, much higher than the natural foods that we're exposed to would ever give you. You get a huge surge of dopamine in your brain. And that huge surge of dopamine causes you to overemphasize the importance, i.e. desire heavily those foods. And those are the foods that make you sick. Okay. That is why it's so hard to just sit at the table and have your chicken and your corn and let those foods that make you sick, the tasty treats, right? Let them be is because your brain overemphasizes the importance of them. Okay. This is a normal 
bio neurochemical response to these foods that aren't really naturally available to the human being. This is why nobody does this with chicken or cottage cheese, which again, cottage cheese, I guess, isn't naturally available either, but it's not a high carb food. So we all want to figure out a way to let go of the stress, to let go of the disease state of diabetes, to let go of the expense associated with diabetes, to let go of the doctor's appointments and the uncomfortable conversations with the doctors. But our brain keeps us coming up with new ways to stay in the same spot. And the reason that that is, is because of this heavy dopamine response that happens when we eat these foods and this over-desire for our foods. Our brain wants to make this easier on us. And when you have that heavy motivation, that, that's what dopamine causes you to do. That, that desire, that emphasis on that food is created from the dopamine. And the higher the surge of dopamine, the more motivated you are to repeat the behavior that led to that surge. So if the food led to the surge of dopamine that causes you to desire the food, recognize when you're feeling that, the higher the surge of dopamine is, the more of that feeling, that desire you're going to feel for that food. And your brain just wants to make it easy on you. And that's why it drives you to do this, even when it's what's keeping us sick. So understand you have tons of agency over the foods that you eat. The fix to this, the fix to calming down that dopamine effect is by not eating it, right? But when your brain keeps telling you, I love it, I should be able to have it, all of these stories, all of these thoughts, and it's not that it's not true. You do love it. I still love Diet Coke and M&Ms. I just don't eat them all the time because they make me sick. I also tell myself the other part of that story, right? That's where coaching comes in. When you're telling yourself this stuff, that's where coaching comes in. That's where you build the agency so you can make the food changes. And there's not, it's regardless of time or kids' desires or spouses' desires or family's expectations or any of those things. It's truly as simple as just learning not to put that food in your mouth. Stop stimulating the dopamine that motivates you to repeat putting the food in your mouth. Just stop doing that. That's what just has to happen. Okay. You can care for yourself. You can take care of yourself. This is another sneaky thing that our brain's like, oh, I'm taking care of myself. I'm helping myself relax. I'm helping myself wind down from the day. No, you're making yourself sick. Okay. There are ways to care for yourself that have nothing to do with making yourself sick. You can become that person who is naturally healthy. You can become a naturally healthy human being, but you have to learn how she starts to behave in these situations. And it's not from telling ourselves we're too busy. It's not from telling ourselves there should be a different way. It's not from looking for the substitute foods. It's not from looking at the other people who quote unquote don't have to. It's not from hearing the story that my family won't eat this way. That is not going to get you there. Okay. There is always time to do the things that are important. Okay. And do hear this. If your child got sick and was in the hospital, your busy schedule go by the wayside because there was something more important. Okay. I would also offer whatever's on your schedule does not want to be the reason that you're diabetic anymore. It doesn't. Your you are having this life and your brain is saying this is going on so that we don't have to do this other stuff, sit with this desire. Because sitting with the desire feels uncomfortable and your brain wants you to be comfortable, okay? So it uses the schedule as the reason. It uses the family as the reason. It uses all these different things. I need to find a different way. I just need to keep looking while I'm eating the M&Ms. That's the reason, right? See that that's what your brain's doing. You can learn to become the person who lives a naturally healthy life. 
this is where coaching comes, right? Coaching is the act of reprogramming these stories in your brain. And that is where 26 weeks of working with a coach to reprogram those thoughts are incredibly helpful. That's something you're interested in. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. Delane at Delane MD. Make 2023 the last time that you're dealing with diabetes. You can be done with it by the end of the year. Do understand um, that the coaching component is what is reprogramming your brain and understand that there is help for this, right? Like there is help to gain this agency. There is help for reprogramming your brain. You don't have to work through this alone. This is what I do in my program. If you're interested in, in that, send me an email. We'll get you set up for a consult and you can find out how you can reverse your type two diabetes. All right. I hope that was helpful. I am going to quickly check YouTube and make sure there's no questions in the chat box. If you do watch this on the replay and you do have questions on the chat box, do not hesitate to send, put them in the uh, comment section. I will see that and I will um, respond to it. If you have any other questions, send them to my email, Delane at Delane MD. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.